Friday, you waited. Saturday, you longed. Sunday, you took a break from waiting. Monday, you're back. Tuesday, oh, when will the podcast be released? <laughs> Wednesday, it was close. <laughs> it was the eve. Thursday is here. <laughs> a light has shone in the darkness. <laughs> Joy to the world. <laughs> yes, it is Desire Brethren Day, our Advent episode. Mm. Where we discuss the eager expectation for things that are possibly greater than Desire and Brethren. <laughs> Jury's out on that one. <laughs> yeah, we're talking Advent because we had an excellent suggestion from one of our listeners, Matthew Powell. Hey, Matt. That we should do more festive holiday editions. Hmm. Going with our theme of, which I don't even know if we've expressed this theme in a while, but our theme used to be, and I think still is, to not talk about anything important. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Are we still are we still sticking with that? Sometimes we've come dangerously close, I think. Dangerously close <laughs> to something that matters, yes. <laughs> we have repented of that and we've decided, <laughs> no, there's going to be no Christmas podcast. Huh. There's going to be no Easter. Hmm. There's going to be the ones that you don't think about. Those holidays. I'm talking I'm talking love day. We're definitely doing love day. <laughs> Strange, obscure feast days. The feast of St. Patrick. We must do that podcast. It's beckoning that's us. Pretty, that's pretty mainstream, Jack. Go deeper. Go more obscure. St. Gregory. Ooh. Okay, we'll do a St. Gregory. <laughs> One of the hundred of St. Gregory's that are there. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So today's Advent, because as Protestants, we don't care about Advent. So. <laughs> As as Ooh, hot take. as mainline Anabaptist Protestants, we don't care about Advent. Ooh, too specific. Thank I you. Don't know what that means. Brethren isn't specific. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with you calling us mainline on this podcast. Okay. Uh yeah. How dare you? <laughs> so, what is Advent? Do we know what Advent is? Give I, it to us. I literally do not know what Advent is. <laughs> you don't, hey? A part of me isn't surprised. And I don't really care to know. Hmm. But now but we're doing a podcast on it, so now I got to know. And it matters, too. Well, <laughs> Jack, give it to us. What's Advent? Advent comes from the Latin Adventus. Oh. Just, I'm not looking at Wikipedia right now, Jack. <laughs> that is impressive. Uh, meaning coming or, yeah, coming. So Advent is uh, preparation time for the coming of the king, right? Yes. Podcast sure. over. <laughs> Podcast over. We've explained Advent. Uh, do you want to add stuff? You probably should yeah, add it's stuff, the, Danny. It's, it's the four Sundays before Christmas. So um, well, for our brothers and sisters who have a liturgical calendar, mm -hmm. which we don't, Advent kind of kicks that off. I mean, obviously it goes year year long, but... Uh, right, we should have said Happy New Year, everyone, to open this podcast. That makes so much sense, doesn't it? No. <laughs> no, because it's the beginning of the church's calendar for our liturgical friends. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, yeah, Advent is, well, this year it's November 27th to the 24th of December. And so that's four Sundays before Christmas. When you think Advent, Dave, 
what are we supposed to be getting out of Advent? What's your impression of it? Chocolate every day? Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is quite wonderful. Huh. Ivy made me one of those calendars where she took out every chocolate and put a five cent gummy candy in every mm-hmm. slot and then taped it back up. It was like the greatest, kindest, wonderful gift. That is awesome. That is in love. I don't want to be married. I would say like <laughs> going Christmas shopping, but people have already been doing that for a month now or something. Huh. Yeah, especially yesterday. Oh, yeah. Black Friday, the start of the Christian calendar. <laughs> that's a zinger hey jackson tell us the truth about what the season's (laughs) supposed to symbolize boy you have the most loaded questions ever you could just answer all of them okay so i know that oh there's the uh there's the candles that we light right that's that's the thing like the love candle is this fourth one so there's like third man third i don't know uh Okay, there's no idea. joy, <laughs> hope, peace, love, and the Christ candle is lit. Well, should be lit on the Christmas Sunday or the Sunday of Christmas. Right. right? I don't know what order yeah, they are. Like, no. That would be like the closest <laughs> us brethren have ever gone yes. to Advent is, don't we light like a candle every year? <laughs> <laughs> and like, like the perfect families in the church get to light it every week. You know what I'm talking the about. Like, like kids. The Lakelk so kids. Oh, oh Dave, man. your family was totally an Advent candle lighter. <laughs> Don't even deny it. Maybe. Uh, Jackson and I's family never got to light the Advent candle. No, we were sitting in the back or something like that. So is the is the lighting of the candles supposed to be like a special part of it? <laughs> it just. <laughs> Like if if your church if your church is making this big deal over who's lighting the candles, right, like, right, just right. this seem this seems like in wedding ceremonies when people do their unity symbol that is like the low light of every wedding ceremony. Right, everyone yes. wants it to be this symbolic thing that's like right the candle or this putting the sand together. And nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares about that. Well, so let's talk about the true <laughs> meaning of Advent. The season is supposed to symbolize. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's supposed to be a season of expectation. That's why the word is coming. Yeah. And it's supposed to get you kind of prepared for the coming of Jesus as a baby, but also supposed to actually talk about the second coming of Jesus. So it is a season of longing. It's kind of supposed to be almost a grieving season hmm. of mourning, fasting, and this is so alien to us. This is not how we treat Advent at all. Mm-hmm. But for most of church history, this that's what this season has been. And it's kind of like reflecting on the idea that the world is very broken mm. and that we're all waiting for something. We're waiting for, for resurrection or for incarnation or for the kingdom of God. So it's actually kind of a sad, sad season. <laughs> Do you feel like if churches were observing observing that spirit that about 95 percent of the christmas carols we sing we couldn't sing until christmas because christmas mm. carols are all happy you know you got you got like your oh come oh come emmanuel that's like sad. sad that's but like, sad every other one is like woo. yeah oh come come emmanuel is an advent carol it's not a christmas carol yeah oh okay see that's exactly what we think right there's so many positive christmas carols when would you do them but kind of if you were to celebrate 
the four Sundays of Advent, that you would also be somebody who celebrates the 12 days of Christmas. Hmm. Yeah. So from the 25th till the 6th, you would have a massive celebration where you would sing all those happy songs. The the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas Day. And so that's like the partridge yeah. in the pear tree song. And it's so funny how we, because the point of the 12 days of Christmas is to reflect on the Jesus coming. And then, but it's so funny how we, and then I guess it makes sense how Epiphany is the next season that comes after January 6th. And that one's like, you realize the results of the incarnation and to be missional and to spread out. So I guess it, we, what from my, at the church in Westlock, the Brethren Church there, it was January's missions month. Is that what it's like for Capilano too? I don't know. Does that mean anything to you? Well, I think just generally Protestant churches, because we don't have any liturgical calendar, we kind of just go... January is a season where everybody's doing New Year's resolutions. Everybody wants to change their life. So let's just do a sermon series on like getting out there in the community and living different. We've pigeonholed you, Protestant pastors. We know exactly what you're trying to do to us. You are doing that. We all know it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for Christmas. I can't wait. Now I'm so excited for... I'm excited for the Western understanding of Christmas when like school stops and you can just go be with your family and, oh, I can't wait for it. Oh, oh, we'll have to write it. <laughs> Christmas jingle. I don't like for that, that you refer to your family with the same sound you refer to javeliners' legs. Oh, be a different sound. Nope. We're sticking with it. Okay. But that's exactly what I'm saying is. Yeah. I, we can't even get out of this idea like, why would Advent not be happy? This is my theory on Advent. Hmm. Celebration sells way better than mourning and expectation. Hmm. Like, I actually think we are just shaped by businesses on this one. Hmm. That, like, how do you sell people a ton of crap? You make it so that there's a month-long, like, hooray, Christmas songs everywhere, and... We should buy things. And when you have a month of like fasting and mourning and expectation and like contemplation about the brokenness of the world, mm. I mean, the sackcloth and ashes store is the only one who's making a profit. <laughs> like <laughs> everybody else is going under. Mm. Do you guys disagree? Maybe that's part of it. I, I still, I guess maybe I'm usually a cynical person, but at least sometimes I, I want to hold on to the hope that the church could be a little bit distinct from culture Hmm. and even if the rest of the world was being bogged down by that stuff that we could carve out our own month of fasting but maybe not one thing um i think with advent i just kind of i want to start traditions just ivy and i've really been thinking about that that we can't really start christmas traditions yet because we're always with our parents Hmm. We're not really going to start like Christmas Day traditions, but we can start Advent traditions together. That's gnarly. And so trying to figure out like, let's do some because our churches have almost none. I mean, the candle thing, nobody cares about that. Hmm. And, and we don't do anything else. So like trying to figure out like, how do I fit the season as I think it should be celebrated? But how do I make a tradition out of it? So do you guys have any Advent traditions in like your homes? No. <laughs> No, no. That's <laughs> definitely no Advent. And I think a 
big part of me has been trying to start a certain type of reading during Advent to reshape how I think about Christmas because my thoughts around Christmas have been changing a lot since I've moved out of my parents' place for, well, it's been a long time actually, but I have to ask questions like you're asking right now too, because Tanner, because if I want these practices and traditions to continue, I need to start them now. And I think that's a brilliant idea to do a, uh, an Advent thing that's beyond the chocolate. You should, oh, what, what if it was just like, instead of like the chocolate, just like spikes or tacks that you have to put in your mouth for like an hour or something and like, and penitence and uh, <laughs> to really suck No, I think it's, a, it's one of those chocolate calendars, but every day you open it up and there's no chocolate in there. <laughs> and you're like disappointed every day. And there's one Until chocolate. the 25th, you're yes. like, oh yeah, here it is. All the chocolate's going to be there on the 25th. Right. And then it's a little baby Jesus and you're like, oh, <laughs> I want a chocolate. It is made with Splenda. <laughs> That'll show them. <laughs> One thing my church does now, um, the church I'm going to, which I think is very cool, is kind of reflection on Black Friday. Mm. Just what does that say about us that our big celebration right now is consumerism? Mm. And kind of questioning the idols of that and what does that look like for us as a church to be shaped differently? And so what we've done is we've kind of extended Advent back so it's not four Sundays. It's a little bit more than that Mm. so that it fits in the Black Friday right before. Right. And that's the start of our Advent is Black Friday. We start with fasting and not shopping on Black Friday. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the season of Advent begins from that. And I like that because not that my church is big on Advent is a contemplative time or expectation think we're pretty regular protestant church we light a candle but (laughs) it's a nice start where it's like no what we're going to choose over the next season till christmas is to reflect rather than purchase and i like that statement right at the beginning the good news is black friday is like 10 days long so you can just go (laughs) the next week you just go today Uh, one uh one author that i've been that I've looked at for a bit, he pointed out how the like quintessential preparation person in the new Testament, which is opposite the anti Santa, as he says, is John the Baptist. Cause John the Baptist comes with like <laughs> matted hair and he's in like living in the wilderness <laughs> and all wiry and stuff like that. Repent is what he's saying rather than like a jolly fellow drinking. And, and, the, and imagine if the kids were all waiting at the mall for Santa and this like, <laughs> bearded guy with like bugs in his beard and he's smelly and he's got camel hair like wanders in where's a bag everybody's like santa he's like no you're all a brood of vipers (laughs) you dumb kids it's like the the nacho libre (laughs) baptized man that would just shock ours that would be so amazing Mm -hmm. he's the anti-santa isn't that interesting hey that was a good way that 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 guy put it i love that Mm-hmm. So is there any Yeah, I'm trying to think what other traditions we currently have. Yeah, you don't have any Tanner? No, no. What I've started the last couple of years is before Christmas I'll watch Children of Men. Mm. <laughs> Which Dave Dave's going to tear me a new one, but that's It's a beautiful movie. movie it's a Christmas sucks. movie. What? Movie sucks. What? It's a Christmas movie. Oh, whatever. And, <laughs> 
Yeah, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Too. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well said. Uh, no, it's like you know, women haven't been able to have children in two decades, and the world is hopeless. And then somebody's pregnant, and so it's very nativity esque and very beautiful. Oh, Children of Men. Okay, I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> don't, don't bother. <laughs> anyway, Advent. Dave, have I convinced you? Advent uh, is worth thinking about, or are you just like, yeah, stick with my candles? <laughs> I don't need. I erase the candles. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's worth thinking about for sure. How about you, Tanner? I don't know. I I kind of want listeners to please tell me your Advent traditions. Mm. I want I want one that fits what I think I should be celebrating. So I don't want the elf on the shelf. Please do not tell oh. me about the elf on the shelf. <laughs> it's like the creepiest, most demonic thing I've ever heard. Truthfully, it's during, like, so liturgical churches, some Protestant churches, so like Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox and Catholic, they revolve their calendars around the Christian, Christian experience, basically, with Christ coming. And it's during times of Advent and Lent that really make me want to go to a mainline Protestant church more. And part of me is like, they just do it way better than us. They set their... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Um, You're saying this is... the solution to Advent is to stop being brethren for a month <laughs> of the year. Yeah, go to a Catholic church for a whole month. What? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it. That's my hot take. <laughs> I mean, you could do that as, like, eager expectation to get back to the brethren. Like, oh, yeah. Christmas Day, you reward yourself over. with the communion service. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I, I think it's worth looking into because they do that a lot better than us. And it's that one countercultural thing of, like, no, we don't operate the same way the world does. We operate out of our own calendar because we are aliens in this world at present. It, it is a very countercultural calendar. I mean, I know that yeah. we still have some Christian holidays within our regular calendar, but it is more and more shaped by based on like statutory holidays or yeah, yeah, you know, things like Black Friday. It's funny how it has become a second calendar. Mm-hmm. You can choose but to live by this pace of life, yeah, yeah, or you can choose to live by this pace of life because the the non liturgical calendar, our regular calendar, has no periods of longing or expectation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that, Jeff. Good idea. Yeah, thanks to acknowledge what it already is. Okay, let's uh, let's jump to the next part. We are about to do our hot takes on Christmas hymns. Hmm. The hymns we hear all year long. Well, not all year long. <laughs> when do you guys think Christmas hymns should start? December 1st is when I start. I love Christmas hymns, but the people that start them in like November, October, that's just crazy. You don't? like that no jack you i think that what happens is we don't do them year round we just reserve them and i think that some christmas hymns are the best ones and they need to be sung like nope. all year round all oh, yeah but then they're not special yeah like if if eggnog were around all year long i would not drink the copious amount that i drink now <laughs> that in that same argument you can have communion once a month tanner you can go ahead and do oh wait you already do oh. that you non-brethren <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. What child is this? 
dumb song. They don't even know what child they're singing about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is my favorite one because it's the only time you're allowed to swear in church. Oh, right. Where ox and ass are feeding. Yeah. That was my favorite song to so, sing in youth that, group. It still makes me snicker just because of those memories. Right. Of oh, being, being in youth group. And, of course, we always sang that one. We couldn't hold in at least Snickers, if not all out <laughs> laughing. So good. Joy to the world. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't write down a line beforehand? No. Who does that? <laughs> I, was, I was hoping I, this spirit would lead us <laughs> into these. Park the Herald. <laughs> <laughs> Hark, what are you, a dolphin? Hot take. <laughs> I remember doing these. I'm getting better again. Jackson does hot takes the best. <laughs> so dumb. I love oh, come all ye faithful. I don't. This isn't so much a hot take. I'm ruining hot take segment. But it bothers me when, when churches don't start off the O Come Let Us Adore Him soft and then build with each one. That's what you're supposed to do with that song. You're supposed to Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Christ the you were gonna whatever. It would have sounded better in harmony. It would have sounded better in harmony. Wow! <laughs> now just auto tune us was... to make us sound better. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was gorgeous. <laughs> All right, the first Noel. It's French. I hate it. Ocom. Ocom. <laughs> yes, thank you, Emmanuel. <laughs> just a solid song. That's that's, that's the best one. That's a lame hot take, but it's just a solid song. What's the best version you've heard of it? I don't know. I probably just some that have been done in church. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a specific specific artist, but there's no, there's none that you listen to every year. That's like that's my version. No, because I've tried because it's such a great song. I've tried to find that version, mm. and and all of them are good, but none of them is like yes, that's the one. Okay, I'm injecting right now into the podcast the best version I discovered last year, and it will forever remain. It's by a band called Citizen Shade, and you are hearing it now. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Okay, oh, holy night. Most overrated song ever sometimes somehow somewhere this song became like the cool song the huh. cool christmas carol it's lame hot take <laughs> jack uh, tanner wants to fight me on this i know it. that was incredible no i'm with you <laughs> that's incredible stop making the congregation sing this nobody can go that high oh, yeah. stop making us nobody feel can. bad Little drummer boy. More like a little techno boy. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> I keep thinking about John the Baptist, and now I'm thinking like John the Baptist meeting the little drummer boy and be like, 
take your stupid drop and go home, you stupid kid. He <laughs> <laughs> throws his sticks in the bush. <laughs> we three kings of Orient are. Oh. That Does anybody sing this song? I think this song needs to be sung more like the Hobbit song in Mountains Ooh. Deep. I could see it. Dave, okay. give us the Hobbit song. <clears throat> over the misty mountains cold to dungeons deep and caverns old do you want more? No, oh, I allow is so good. No, and then you have to you have to transition into more and mountain field and fountain somehow. More and mountain field and fountain. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah, I would make it better. Okay, bonus. What Christmas song should be added to the pantheon of Christmas hymns? In Christ Alone. <laughs> so good. Gosh, That's always your answer. <laughs> what? What? I play it every Christmas. Don't judge me. I gotta say, the best Christmas carol, better than O Come Emmanuel, is God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. What? Best. I don't know. That's Hot take. That's the best. <laughs> what is that one even about? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. It just sounds awesome. <laughs> I've got three versions of it that I roll uh-huh. back to back to back. Down here's like uh-huh. rock version. Then Hillsong's hipster banjo version. And then mm-hmm. Jars of Clay's, like, just normal, beautiful version. God rest ye merry gentlemen, and nothing you dismay. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right. Listener mail. Listener. Oh, we have a thing. <laughs> listener mail. Listener mail. Gonna have a listen to some listener mail. I am going to read, you know, Matt Powell, who gave us the idea of Advent. He gave us the whole idea. No. He sent me an email. So he goes to Regent with me. He's an awesome guy. And he is our first listener to binge listen to our podcast. I don't recommend that, folks. I do. That's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of us. See, that's what I do with podcasts I love. You know, you discover them like two years in. Hmm. And you're like, oh, this is so good. So you just listen, like, in a month all the way through. Hmm. And because most of our listeners started at the beginning with us, they haven't had the chance to binge listen. Right, yeah. But he discovered it, like, a few weeks ago. And he's just listening to it during work, and he's done them all. It is awesome. Thank you, Matthew. That nice. is so great. That's like, that's a milestone for us. Right. It's, okay, we'll just call them milestones from now on. But were, were there moments within our podcast when we're like, okay, now we're officially a podcast? I think that that might... I th- uh, this would be one of them, yeah. for sure. I mean, when we got the recording equipment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was big for us. Remember when we did our 20th, <laughs> 20th <laughs> episode? The state of the podcast? Yeah. Address? Yeah, that was uh, really 
Anyway, Matt Powell, you totally, that was a milestone. I'm so pumped. He said, Tanner Haas, a terrible thing has happened to me today while working. I've exhausted the podcast. (gasps) He wanted to say that he really, honestly loves the podcast. Every episode makes him laugh. Uh, I also wanted to tell you to get back to work and make more so that you can satisfy my consumerism. Good, good. Uh, that, this is going to be a hard part for you, Jackson. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I forgot to mention. The best part of the podcast, hands down, is the listener mail song. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts, Matthew. That hurts. But I understand. Because, and then he said... I would be devastated if it got changed or improved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Kindred spirits together. Jackson and Matt, I think you guys should start your like traditionalist offshoot. Yeah, the old Desiring Brethren podcast. As Des- it, as it Desiring the real brethren. You need to release two versions. One that has the... The old intro, the old <laughs> listener mail song. What a waste. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're done. Email is. I'm not saying it. No, I, I refuse. Dibs out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, question for the Facebook page: I do want to ask what what Advent traditions do you do? I actually want to know this. Yeah, that'd be really great information. So let us know. And uh, I'm Tanner Hoff. I'm David Short. I'm Jackson O'Brien. 